All right. Well, today we have another great, uh, great show. And this is really a fun one. This is actually, I just realized today, this is technically the youngest um, star that I've ever had on the show. Um, today we have no, none other than Wendy Lou Lee, who played Baby Grace on Little House. I mean, it doesn't get much younger than that, folks. So anyway, really excited. Um, and she's she's on. She has a new book that she just came out with, Red Tail Feathers. We're going to be talking about that and her life, her career, Little House. Anyway, welcome, Wendy. Thank you, John. This is so fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, heck yeah. Without a <laughs> doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you on. So um, I'll tell you what, right out of the gates, um, why don't you tell me, you're obviously you were very young at that time, but your mom was there. Um, what, what was her, um, relationship like with Michael Landon? What, what did she say he was like on the set? Well, um, my, my mom didn't know Michael Landon before we started, obviously, but, mm -hmm. um, my grandmother was friends with Kent McRae and Sue McRae, who were the executive producer and the casting director. So she knew them and was introduced to Michael. And my mom just says that Michael was, um, you, one of those people that you never forget meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Like this electric personality with this amazing smile and very personable. That's what she would say. Just look you in the eye and talk to you. Like you're a real person. Like every person he met was a real person. So she wow. liked him from the start and it only took a few minutes of him sitting with us on the floor plain to say, uh, can these be my daughters? <laughs> wow. So. Wow. That's pretty cool. And did she have a, and during that time that she was on the little house sex, I assume she was there quite a bit, obviously with you guys on set, was she, um, did she say that she enjoyed that experience or what was it like for her as a, you know, as a mom being on this, you know, yeah, she went from like three little kids at home, stay at home mom, you know, watch washing mm -hmm. laundry to all of the sudden being on a, a TV set. So a little wild. Um, she found a lot of community there and she loved it. I mean, how could you not? How, I mean, how fun would that be as a mom? Like when I was a mom with two little kids to be like, oh yeah, I'll go to a TV set every day. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. And she wasn't, she wasn't from a Hollywood background or anything either. Right? No, not at all. Not at all. So she did not have our headshots out at four months old. No. <laughs> wow. That is just wild. What a step. That's huge. So I'm, I read the book, which by the way, uh, great job. And, and I think any Little House fan or, or even if you're not a Little House fan, I think you really enjoy it. I think, I think there were you, I liked how you broke down a lot of the chapters in what I would call a readable way. I could, you know, I could uh, read it and then, you know, I might put it away for the night and go to bed or whatever. And then I might check out another one the next, the next day. And it, uh, it just, it was really nice, but in the book, uh, it seemed like you had a very difficult relationship with your own birth father, um, based on what I was reading in the book to, and I'm saying that lightly, I guess. Um, and you, you discuss it in the book. Um, did your time on the little house set, and I realized you were younger, but still kids are pretty perceptive. Did it replace some of that, that lack of security and love that you might not have received from your father, you know, um, having that, you know, kind of take place at that time in your life? Do you think that made a difference? 
Yeah. I mean, I, I say that little house kind of like taught me what a real family was like. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, Michael Lannon was just this warm, caring, very, um, gentle man with us. I mean, a lot of the kids on the show will say he was funny and he was a jokester and he would pull pranks, but when you're two and three and four, you don't really see that side. We didn't see that side of him. We just saw this very calming presence on set. So if we, you know, were a little, you know, maybe, you know, just not, not liking the, the moment, which, you know, getting a two-year-old to be okay in front of lights and cameras and telling them what, you know, they want you to do. He had just this calming presence. So, um, yeah, sometimes oh. I, I remember thinking that like, Michael Anna was kind of like our dad, but he just didn't come home for dinner. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, kind of strange, but, um, my, my mom remarried when we were just like, I think in the very last season of little house. And we mm -hmm. really, <laughs> we became the Ingalls family at home. Like we really had that life and little house really like shaped me informed my childhood, my very, you know, youngest memories of like, this is what a family is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I, I definitely want to st talk about your stepdad. He sounds like a, a wonderful man. And, and, uh, I, I also, uh, yeah, there's definitely a few things we, we'll have to talk about, but what, a, what a great guy to say the least, but, um, in staying along with little house though, I I'm, I'm curious now, once again, you were very young. I totally get that. But um, are there any connections that resurfaced to Little House in your teens or, or anything, or did it just happen later in life? Was it like it ended and it was gone? Or did you still have some connection to it, either it being on TV or people bringing it up? Was there anything going on there? Well, I mean, we watched it for sure. Um, I remember being in first and second grade and like we had to get home as fast as we could so we could get our homework done so we could watch Little House because if we didn't have our homework done, we couldn't watch Little House. Wow. And so we just grew up watching it, but um, we lost contact with the whole cast. Um, there was only one time and it was the summer before um, sixth grade. So I'm 12 years old yeah. and my we went to a, a week long kind of stay with my grandparents down in North Hollywood. And she, you know, pulled some strings and got us on um, the set of Highway to Heaven to see Michael. And oh, wow. we didn't know that it was going to happen. Um, we hadn't seen him since we were, you know, four or five, maybe the goodbye party, we were five. And so we got to go on the set and see him. And he, we came home with the pink crew jackets that said highway to heaven on the back and he signed them. And it was oh. like, Oh my goodness. And I don't think we really talked about a little house much before that, but we wore those jackets. I'll tell you <laughs> uh, to <laughs> yeah. school and it is thrashed because of it. And I'm like, why did I do that? But, um, then after that, we had no contact until I was 28 met the cast again, you know, 23 years later. So, Wow. Yeah, we just fell off Well, let's go back a second here. Wait a minute. So you go on the Highway to Heaven set, which, by the way, was also an awesome show. Um, what was it like uh, for you to meet him again? I mean, obviously that it's like, you know, four or five and now you're 12. 
It's kind of wild. What was he like? Did it, it was did it, it was it was wild, and we were in that kind of weird, awkward stage. <laughs> the pictures, I'm like, oh gosh, these pictures are terrible. Um, yeah. So we're just in that weird, awkward stage. We don't quite know what to do, but I just remember him and his hair was super long because remember in Highway to Heaven, how we'd kind of that feathered back, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was super long and he was kind of like, just uh, this kind of mystical man, like just so uh, almost hard to relate to at that point because wow. we were, but we were 12. And so it just felt, and we've been watching them our whole lives. So it just felt kind of like, Ooh, I don't quite know what to do, you know, wow. but we got pictures together and, you know, he had his arms around us, but it was, uh, it was different than little house. Obviously we we'd been, mm-hmm. it'd been too long, you know? So, right. Gosh, that's so interesting though. Seriously, Wendy, that is so wild. What a cool thing that your grandparents did, by the way. I love it. That's neat. Um, so in the book, uh, you mentioned some of like your favorite moments of Little House. So what for you, when you either look back or when you think about that, what were some of your favorite times of, of Little House? Well, um, going out to Big Sky Ranch was probably our favorite because it was like a field trip, you know? Yeah. And um, the the animals in the barn and the, the swing and the tree swing and, and playing in bandits doghouse. Like those are the things oh. that three and four-year-olds remember. Like, yeah, you know, there were some things to remember. There's an episode in season eight days of sunshine, days of sorrow when sure, the I know tornado it. takes down the house. And that mm-hmm. was a huge episode for us because, you know, Laura's at home with Grace and decides to go to the house. So they take a walk together. And there's this big scene where baby Grace has to like run across the field. Basically, she's like going to, you know, tell mom, pa that Laura's right, lost right, it, you right. know? Um, So there's scenes like that, that actually remember being there. And, you know, um, there's this picture that we have with Melissa um, right after that scene, because apparently we did that runaway on uh, one take. And so it was like celebration because if you can, if you're, you know, four and you can do something on the first take, you are saving them some money. So oh, yeah. um, it was always a huge celebration if we could do something on the first take. And so she's swinging us around and it's like this celebration moment of like, yes, we did it, you know? So um, <laughs> times like that, uh, I guess on s- you know, on the sound stage, probably my yeah. favorite episode, favorite thing we actually remember is the Christmas episode of season eight, which is um, Christmas that I never forgot. And it's the snow on the sound stage was like this little tissue paper, like flex that would blow around. And so for oh, a kid, cool. it was just so cool. And we actually like gathered it and put it in this little box and took it home with us. So we had like snow from the set of Little House That's of That's cool so fun um my sister and i fought over who got to lick the candy cane in that episode even though you know you have no control when you're a little kid which part you get to do but we thought we did (laughs) and (laughs) she totally won and i got to pretend i was sleeping and be on ma's lap which never quite sat well with me (laughs) oh my gosh that is wild did and in the book in fact is that am i correct in this that you you talk about watching that episode when it aired then with your grandparents right Yes, I do. I now remember sitting in their living room with that big, huge TV, you know, the big square box and, and just not even comprehending that it was us. And we were watching that, like, that was the age where I think we kind of thought, is this real? You know, 
because before that, who knows what you really understand. Right. Um, yeah, but that was like a huge moment. And we remember, you know, filming it and then it taking, you know, several months for it to come out. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing of like, tonight is going to be the Christmas episode. It was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Were your grandparents, I mean, it probably goes without saying, but were they really proud of you being on the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. My grandma was just like, she'd tell everyone she met that her girls were the Grace twins, you know, and she <laughs> had us these little shirts. Um, I don't know where she got them. Probably, who knows where, but they said movie stars on the front. And we used to wear those little shirts around and say, well, we're movie stars. <laughs> <laughs> Only oh. because my grandma gave us those shirts, you know, so. <laughs> that is so cool. What now looking back, because obviously you've watched the series yourself. Um, what for you are your favorite episodes? And, you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody's thinking, well, the one she was in, but are there, you know, for you, are there certain episodes that you kind of look at and go, those are my favorites? Yes. I mean, I guess I'll just keep it to the ones that I'm in. Cause I have you know, favorites <laughs> that I'm not in too, but the ones that I, the favorites that I'm in is definitely the Christmas episode, which we already talked about. And then yeah. there's an episode in season five, which is my favorite and it's called dance with me. And it centers around the character of Toby. No, who's played by none other than Ray Bolger from yeah. wizard of Oz. And right. there is this beautiful scene where Ray Bolger is telling grace his troubles and his woman troubles and i just love the episode and um sometimes brenda gets to play some scenes that i wish i played in but that one was actually me and um i just love that episode i feel like what an honor that i got to be on screen with ray bolger oh my gosh come on wizard of oz i mean everybody and their brother is like i love that yeah i actually named my son toby after toby no from the part, you know, the role that really, I didn't know that I did. Yes. It's just always such a special and I love the name Toby. I don't know. So yeah, it is. It's kind of a cool, it's a Mm -hmm. cool name. Any other, any other episodes, whether you were in them or not that for you, because I know the fans, I know the little house fans really well. I know they're going to go, come on, which ones were her like faves? Um, well, I harvest of friends i mean how can you not love that one mm-hmm. and richest man in walnut grove um i don't know the bunny episode is hilarious i mean <laughs> i love great. them all like i just love them all i can't i i don't know um christmas at plum creek how can you not cry every single time i've watched it like, yep. like you know 40 something times and i or more and i just it cry holds every up time. yeah it just, holds up i mean yeah. that's what's wild i agree with you Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty trippy. Well, that's cool. I love I love hearing that because I've you know I've had Dean Butler on and I've had uh, Allison on. I've had Charlotte on. I haven't released that yet, but um, but uh, the uh, but all of them have their own moments, you know, their own favorite moments and their own take. And I think that it, as a fan, it's always interesting to hear you know which ones touched you. So that's pretty cool, actually. So going into that, by the way, um, how when you, so you met the cast as a reunion basically at uh, the Hollywood racetrack? I remember reading in the book. Um, what year was that? Do you remember what year that was? Because I, I do, because I was pregnant. Um, it was 2004, and I was about because... seven months pregnant with my first son. So, <laughs> isn't that trippy? You were going back with your baby. That's kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's why Allison was like, baby Grace is having a baby. Like, what's going on? Exactly. Before, you know, and it was just like, and I was totally self-conscious and like, 
why is this happening right now when my stomach is sticking out so far? Oh, <laughs> why yeah. Why do it have to be yeah. now, you know? <laughs> but Oh, yeah. Well, what was it like the first time that you met, like, you know, Allison and Dean and Charlotte and, you know, uh, Melissa? What was that? What was that like? It was like totally surreal. Like we just, I guess I didn't expect them to open their arms so wide. I guess that was the wow. thing. I just wow. had this like thought of like what Hollywood actors were like, I guess. And yeah, yeah sure. Totally blown away. I just thought we were just going to be this little side thing. Like, oh, where did they come? Kind of, you know, and it just so mm -hmm. wasn't like that. It was like, I mean, Karen just like came up and hugged us and just was like validating um, us as mothers and just like this, I was just this magical moment, I know. And the meeting, wow. of course, the sisters, you know, Melissa and Lindsay and Sydney were there. So we, the Carrie twins, we got to see them and wow, they wow. actually had all these memories with us. And we were like, they're not going to remember us. And like, oh my goodness, you guys used to follow us around. And I, we just and asking all these questions. How's your sister? Oh. Da, 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 da. And wow. we were just like, are these people, why do they even care? You know? And it was interesting because a lot of the, um, a lot of the cast that were in the first four seasons, we never even met before. Ever. Right. Right. Um, we met Charlotte Stewart that day and we were like, we knew Miss Beetle, but we had, she had no idea about us, you know? And so we got all these new friends too. Um, wow. And now like Charlotte and I are like on speed dial, you know, like when we go to events, <laughs> we're a hotel room. Like we are roommates. Like I just, yeah. she's one of my dearest friends. Like I'm, I just get blown away even talking about them. Like they are so amazing <laughs> i love it i love it and I, by the way i agree with you charlotte I, I i like i said i haven't released that one yet but what a wonderful woman oh my god she is just like just i don't know an amazing background by the way her oh, background oh my gosh wait everything i mean yeah. i'm like i can't even i don't think i should even walk next to you charlotte yeah i know i know <laughs> I I don't know what to say. I got yeah. nothing on you for sure. And she knew <laughs> nobody everybody. does. Yeah, it's it's really wild. You're just like what? Um, okay, so uh, Allison. I mean, we should probably talk a little bit about about uh, the other Allison and Dean too. But Allison, what is your uh, what has your relationship become or been like since that day with Allison? Allison is a connector and she she is one of the most giving people i know and she's not nasty at all no. <laughs> um, yeah, i know <laughs> she's amazing she has been a, the the most supportive of all the cast members the bend over backwards for me um wow. she's she's been incredible i i would have never thought that i would be friends with <laughs> with Nellie Olson. I mean, there's no way in the world, you know, and she's just the sweetest thing ever. And, um, she's funny. She's so funny and yes. so generous. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. No, that's cool. She's, it is funny that, especially if you're a fan of Little House and you think of Nellie and then you meet Allison, you get to know Allison. Allison is the antithesis of Nellie, which Really, I, I and I've told her this, but it's the truth. It shows you what a great actress Allison is. 
I mean, that is like pulling something off that is just really amazing. You know, it's just, I can't. Yeah, we always say it's not fair because when we're in an event <laughs> and she can be nasty whenever she wants and everyone loves it. <laughs> right, it's true. If no, Randy she... Grace is nasty, then I'm mean. <laughs> but if Nelly is nasty, then she's just awesome. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I um, uh, I I have a question for you too. We mentioned your stepdad, and I did want to give him his due because honestly, I was reading the book and I was like, this, this is a really great, great guy. And uh, and um, he he came on, as you said, the last season, pretty much he came into your life more. Um, was he, um, which obviously it sounds like that was a major bright spot in your whole life, which I, I get, but what did he think of your time on little house? What was his take on it? You know, he, he, you know, he marries into this family and it's like, oh, wow, my, you know, my adopted daughters here or whatever are, you know, are on little house. What was that like? Yeah. My, um, so I, they got married in January and I think filming ended in like March or April. So it was really the very, very end. And mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. knew it was the end. Um, but my, my stepdad was the quietest, um, most in the background kind of guy. So he really was like, okay, Jackie, that's your thing. I, you know, do whatever you need to do. And, um, wow. you know, it was as time went on and, there is a chapter about the one commercial that we did and, and yeah, ended up yeah. stopping our acting careers because we had this family and my parents wanted us to have a normal childhood and didn't want, you know, us to be carted all over Hollywood trying mm -hmm. to get a job. And so it was uh, you know, not maybe my dad's style to have his daughters on television and on commercials. Not that he didn't love it, but he he wanted more. I think he just wanted more for us. Or maybe that's mm -hmm. less for us. Less bright lights and more just real. Real life. Real life family. Yeah. Yeah. Which it sounds like you went from like, uh, you know, well, I don't want to say fake family because obviously they are family to you, the little house people. but um let's say pretend we'll throw pretend pretend and then it sounds like you really created kind of a real little house family with with your stepdad I mean I was reading the book I'm like this is like somebody wrote this you know like I, I well you did write it but I mean like I, in a script you know what I mean I was like no this is that's exactly what seems to have happened to me is that am I taking that too far or is that true it was totally like that yes um it was like the dream come true you know yeah, you had the house, you had your room, you had, you know, I mean, I love, I love your descriptions of like that, that home moving in and, mm -hmm. you know, it, it really feels like that. I mean, I'm like, you could take that house, you could put it that in Walnut Grove. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's got that vibe to it. So did you, did you, uh, do you have any memory of actually saying, oh, well, I guess we're not acting anymore? Or is that just your mom, you know, made that decision? Or do you remember that? My mom made the decision. Um, we remember like after that commercial, it was like the funnest day because we were dressed up like these little cowgirls and we had like the hats and the little, the little guns. I mean, it was oh, so cool. I mean, oh, we, we were like, this is so awesome. And then we got in the car and my mom was like, well, we're not doing that again. And we're like, 
(laughs) You know what I mean? Um, but my mom was pregnant with my little sister. She's got four girls, you know, three girls and one on the way and thinking, how is this really going to work? You know? Right. And, uh, we were doing like some acting classes, but it was really just for fun. Um, and I think oh, we well, got that's done. interesting that you were doing that. I didn't realize you were doing that. We did a little after that. So Little House End, it took us almost a year to um, get that commercial. And then my mm-hmm. mom really decided that we were going to be done, but she wanted to, you know, do it kind of slowly and gracefully. And so she let us do some acting classes, maybe when we were like six, seven, something like that. And then it just kind of fizzled away and it was okay. I I say that the only other acting we did was, you know, every talent show and elementary school and every church musical, oh my goodness, my whole life, you know, so we did some acting, but it was very much not the same. (laughs) Did Did anybody realize at that time that you had played baby Grace? Like, you know, when you were in these school plays and things like that, did anybody ever say, hey, didn't you? It kind of, I mean, it was, it wasn't like a secret. Mm-hmm. But kids don't care. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. But no, I do. I do. I understand because kids, it's like, oh, oh okay. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's unless like... you're like a total crazy little house fan, then it might be a big deal. But then you hang around a kid for, you know, five minutes and you're like, they're just a kid. <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh, I guess I'll just go and do that. Um, tell me this, as far as the cast, um, who, who else from the cast have you bonded with, um, that maybe I haven't mentioned? I, I don't know. I think there was, uh, uh, I'm thinking it just went on my head. Uh, I think I read this in, was it in your book or maybe when I was researching, but Pamela, that you're also yes. close with her. Pam Roylance. Yes. Yeah. So I obviously never knew Pam because she was in season nine. Right. But we have met over the years at Little House events and we just hit it off. Like, I feel like she's my long lost best friend. You know what I mean? Like, wow, that's I just wild. love her. She's the kindest person. She is like overly sweet. I say, Pam, you have got to stop being so nice because <laughs> she's just, just wonderful. But right. Yeah, Pam is amazing. These events that have been happening over the last 19 years um, have, I mean, how fun. When I was a, a mom with little kids, it was like my sister and I would get like a mom's weekend every, you know, once or twice a year. And it was like the best gift ever to like <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah. and hang out with all these amazing people and get to know them and and then it's now it's just like, there's so many events. I feel like I see all of them like every other month, you know, like we're just always yeah. seeing each other. So it's just ramping up and we're like almost to the 50th anniversary. So it's just going to get even more crazy, but I know it's building. Yeah. yeah. For all you little house fans, I want you to know that my friend Marina Coates, her YouTube channel is Mockingbird Lane and the upcoming episode, she is actually going to be recreating the interior of the Little House on the Prairie Ingalls home. So I highly recommend you check it out. She is fantastic, and she does such a terrific job. And and in addition to that, by the way, she does all these other television homes as well. So check her out. It's Marina Coates on YouTube, and the channel is called Mockingbird Lane. Okay, let's get back to the interview. 
are you are you friends by the way with any of the other quote-unquote babies or you know like younger kids that were on the show okay so well i mean obviously carrie i wouldn't call her a baby because she's older than me but well, no just, i know but you know what they played on this show yeah. yeah yeah so um Lindsay and sydney greenbush of course and oh they're amazing um but also just got into contact with the the girl who played baby rose whose name is jennifer and sadly her twin passed away like when she was eight or nine years old and so it's just jennifer and that twin thing is always i mean if you're a twin and you meet another twin you instantly have so much in common and so mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. we've we've realized that i'm actually aunt grace <laughs> to her <laughs> and so we sit next to each other in an event and i have a hard time calling myself baby grace again because i've got uh well my you know my niece is sitting next to me <laughs> so she has um joined the crew and it's been super fun and she's really only been um on to two or three events, but it's so fun. She's just so great. So she's kind of like yeah. the new found member of the cast because mm-hmm. we just discovered her in November at oh this event. Gosh. We were in her hometown and she comes up and she says, I was baby Rose. And we're all wow. like, actually, she went up to Dean and really said, I was your daughter. <laughs> and he was like, and she had all these pictures and all of this, like, and we were like, this is incredible. And so then like a couple of months later, she's at an event with us and we're like, how fun. So that's like the oh. kind of family this is like, it's not this exclusive thing of like, well, you can't come. Like you were just the baby. Who yeah, played. Yeah. She was only, yeah. She was only on for a season and a half because then they had different Rose twins that came in, which wow. is so crazy to even, I can't even keep track of, you know. Yeah whatever. Um, but it's this very warm, welcoming group of people that just, wow. You know, open their arms. It's just, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people from different shows and things like that. And I will tell you that me, I mean, you and the, the little house crew and the Waltons, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of up there, but I have to say the, the little house crew, I probably have to give the nod to because I, it really, I mean, seriously, there is like a depth to the, the the fans. There's a depth to the cast. And we're talking about so many people. And there's just such a bond there. It's just really, um, it's just, I, I, anytime I've talked to anybody from Little House, it's just a thrill. It's just so, it's just awesome. You know, there's an energy there. I just love it. But um, you talk, by the way, in the chapter, um, prayers, prayers in a jar. I think mm-hmm. I got that right. Prayers in a Jar, you talk about um, the Little House fans on a very deep level and how um, they've become almost an extended family for you. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I I talk in that chapter about like the first time I went live on Facebook and this was like my publisher saying, you need to get out there and start doing stuff. This was before my first book, um, Prayer Devotional. And I was like, scared as I'll get out to do this. And, um, it was Thanksgiving morning and I just did it. And it became this just friendship with these people that 
most of them I've never met. Some of them I have because of all these events. And right. just I say that they're fans that have become friends. And wow. some of them um, are featured in the end of the, my book with these grace stories that I, you know, invited them to write their own grace story. And so there's yeah. some of them that are in the back of the book. And very and moving, book, by the way, some of those. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes. It was their opportunity to share it. And also to say like, some people say, oh, well, you're baby grace. Of course you have a story. I don't have a story. And I say, no, 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 no. Everyone has a story to share. Mm -hmm. Every story is important, you know, and to find grace in all of our hard moments is something we can all relate to. So, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, you know, I wanted to say this. I, I love the way that you've taken baby grace as, as a, you know, quote unquote, a character, but you have extended that term of grace so beautifully into like real life and you know your fans and what that term means and it, it's just it I really caught on to that a lot in your book I thought that was really cool how you did that it was nice so anyway just throwing that out there um the other thing I noticed that um one of the things I noticed in the book is and once again, I hope I'm remembering all this right. But is you some of that you've actually, am I correct in this? You have actually conducted like worship services with some of the fans, like at, at an event or before. Or, is well, that true? Yeah, I, I go to a lot of churches and talk. Mm -hmm. Um, fans will invite me to their churches and do like a you know, a, a brunch or a you know, yeah, a, sure, a prairie tea or something like that. Um, I'm doing a women's retreat in September in Northern California. So it's just like a whole weekend talking about grace, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but this coming weekend, um, Charlotte and I are hosting an old fashioned Walnut Grove church service in Oklahoma. No, not Oklahoma, Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, wow. it's this kind of new thing that's, um, I think if you watch Little House, you are open to talking about faith and God. Sure. Um, it has never been a um, something that we ever want to like push on anybody. I, I never I totally want get to it. do that. But yep. all of a sudden, there are people that are like wanting that. And so mm -hmm. even like the organizer of this event is like, we want to do a church service and you are talking. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. And Charlotte's like, yeah. and I'm going to be you know, I'm going to host it with you. Um, she's not singing because her voice is terrible. Um, she's okay with <laughs> saying that. Um, but, um, you know, she's gonna, you know, welcome everybody and take the offering or something. I don't know. Right. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just been this very beautiful kind of transition into talking about some deeper things and about mm -hmm. when life is hard and who do you turn to and, and, I am a person of faith. And so I, yes, I got do it, it as, as non-threatening as possible, but also mm -hmm. as honestly as I feel led to. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's been just beautiful. Well, I think it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, you can dance around it or you can come at it just straight, straight on. And bottom line, it's like, that's just, I love the way you said that because it's like, look, you can either 
either it maybe it does something for you, maybe it doesn't, but that's okay. I'm just putting it out there and, and I'm not pushing it on you. It's it's up to you. And I think that's a beautiful way to do it. As you said, you're doing it with grace. So there you go. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, I got to crack up what you just said about Charlotte. That that really made me bust a gut because you're like, and she would be the first to admit she can't sing. The irony of it is that Charlotte has a massive background in the music industry. I mean, the woman was with Jim Morrison. She, uh, you know, she knew like the Crosby Stills Nash manager. I think Elvis. She dated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's but she's never funny. opening up her mouth. That's for right. sure. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'll be sitting next to her in church and I'm like, Charlotte, you got to stop. I can't even <laughs> hold a mouth. He's sitting next to you, you know? <laughs> it's really funny though you know here she has that background it's like but i can't sing anyway mm, no. just, just classic okay so you've had um there were a lot of chapters and i'd like to talk about a few but the first thing that i'd like to talk about is in 2015 you you had a major uh i guess life-changing moment you had uh, brain surgery and you the experience of it and and the aftermath everything can you talk a little bit about that? Because I'm sure that the fans would love to hear that. And I, I find it very inspirational as well. Yeah, I I just started to not feel well. And it took about six weeks of headaches and dizziness and, you know, doing kind of some crazy things for my doctor to order a brain scan and it came back that I have this tumor and it needs to come out like as soon as possible. Wow. And um you know, when you get that news, it's, uh, a little frightening. Very. Yeah. But there was just this overwhelming peace that I had, and I can only really attribute that to my faith and knowing mm -hmm. that someone else was in control and it, it couldn't be me because I didn't, there was nothing I could do to solve this problem. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I had surgery and, uh, I woke up from surgery and uh, pretty much yelled in the hospital waiting room. This is the best day of my life. And it's oh kind of like gosh. that moment where I, uh, I think I realized I had a second chance. Like I, you know, wow. people have those near death experiences and, sure. um, and they just decide to live differently. And I really, I mean, if you read the book, you know, that like, I dealt with a lot of comparison, a lot of feeling like I wasn't good enough and sure. maybe I didn't have a story that was worth sharing. And so after this experience with the brain tumor, I just was like, you know what, <laughs> what do I have to lose? Like, I am just not going to do that anymore. And I felt like I had a story to share. And I felt like God was saying, you know what, this is why you had a brain tumor because you have people to reach. And so do it, you know? And wow. so that is how it all, my life just completely changed after uh, my brain surgery. How, as far as right after the brain surgery, what did you have to go through as far as, did you have to like learn anything new? Did it take away anything? Did it, you know, did you have to go through rehab, all of that? No, actually I, wow. my surgeon was, the best of the best. And, um, he, I, 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 I was so lucky. I was so blessed. Um, really? Yeah. I, you know, I couldn't drive for a couple months. Um, I was on, you know, some anti, um, 
seizure medication just to mm-hmm. see sure. there's some things like that, but I couldn't run for like a year. And that's, was a huge deal because when I found out my tumor, I was actually training for a half marathon oh, and geez. my sister and I were going to run it together. And it was actually the three days after my surgery was the day that the race was supposed to be. And so wow. it was kind of a big deal, but I remember about four or five months after I went out and I tried to run and I thought it was going to fall over. <laughs> oh my so gosh. It was very much a, a balance thing was very, was a, a little bit of a learning curve. Like get me on a bike. Uh, no, you're like, Oh, I think I'm going to roll off the road. Wow. You know? Wow. There was some, some of that mostly, mostly balance and, um, equilibrium kind of issues mm-hmm. that I had mm-hmm. to overcome, but overall it, it was a pretty seamless, pretty easy recovery. Um, it did take a while, but yeah, to be, you know, perfect maybe is what you would right. say, but right. Yeah. But obviously it was a huge blessing. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I can, I can see that. Um, let's take another look here. Um, in the book, um, there's a chapter, um, the, I'm terrible at remembering all these, the blame game. I, I think, I think it was called, and you, you lose your, your, uh, father and, you know, you were alone, uh, when he passed. Um, can you, can you talk about that? Cause that was another one. I mean, that kind of got to me a bit, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was, you know, sometimes you, you think, why, why me? Like, why was I the one that was home with him? Um, my mom was across the country visiting her brother that week. And I was with him for some reason. And that moment of like, he's gone. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop death. You know, like it was just, it was hard. It, it was one of those things that kind of followed me and tormented me for years and years and years, just feeling this like weight of guilt that I should have done something. Like it was my fault that he died and he had a massive heart attack. Now that we look back, we see there was tons of signs. He was not proactive in going Mm -hmm. to the doctor and, Mm -hmm. um, and well, it, was a, it was a very normal day, by the way, too. I mean, just to give the viewers a, a little context here, uh, he's he's out, he's he's working outside, you're inside the house, he comes walking in and he's like, I, I got to get water or something, I feel really wiped out. And um, it's not like, you know, you're you were at the hospital and we knew this was coming. It's like, it's like, that's why I found it very relatable is that it just happens in a typical day of a typical person, you know, with their their uh, family member and yeah. and suddenly here comes death so that yeah I, th- I can see why you probably felt the blame you know yeah. yeah and even just like having to call my mom on the phone and say daddy died today Oof. It was like oh it was so hard and my yeah. husband and my son were actually they were out of town too so I was so I felt so alone it's like what Mm -hmm. is going on? You know, like sometimes when you're that alone, you know, you let those lies just go in your head and just eat you alive. And that was really those moments of just doubt and feeling just, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Did you, 
Did you in the in the book? There's that other chapter, releasing balloons, mm -hmm. and um, is that when you were able to finally release that that feeling of blame, or had you released it prior to that? No, that was before. That was that happened about uh, five. I think it was the day before the memorial service. So that was just that week after he died. But it was wow. this. Yes, it was this kind of ceremony that my mom wanted to do before the memorial service when there's all those people it was just our family at this little lake and it was where we had you know spent countless times with my stepdad and mm -hmm. it was just this like physical ceremony of releasing these balloons and trying to release our grips you know what i mean that like I do. yeah yeah, and it was kind of for the grandkids, uh, but mm -hmm. all of us were like, mm, this yeah. is hard, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Gosh, you held on to that blame then a long time. I yeah, it was probably, that. it was close to 13 or 14 years that I finally was like, I can't do this anymore. So. Wow. Wow. That's, 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 uh, that's heavy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's heavy. Did you, did you feel, uh, when you did finally let it go, did you feel, uh, you know, that like, yes, I did. You know, it was kind of crazy because about a month before the anniversary of his death, I would never know what was wrong, but it just felt like this dark cloud would kind of come over me. And my husband would be like, what's going on? Ooh. And I'd be like, just not okay. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I won't say depression, but mm, I, it was a sense of that. And I'd never really experienced that before. Yeah. And um, the time, like the year that I knew that, well, I will say is before, before I really let go of it, I had some serious work to do um, with a counselor and that really did help. And it was a couple years of working with a counselor to to let go of some of that and just having nightmares and just those things. And the, the year wow. that I knew that I'd actually was okay was I didn't get the dark cloud. And like the day before the anniversary, my husband was like, so, uh, what are you going to do today? Like walk on the beach or something? Like it was always oh, this wow. day that he wanted to give me as a gift. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was like, yeah. I think I'm done with that. Like, I think I'm done carrying that guilt. And it just mm -hmm. happened upon me. And I was, you know, sad that it took so long for me right. to, you know, recover. But then again, so incredibly thankful for that to be over, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's so, that's wild. I did not pick up on that. I, I'll be honest with you in the book. And I'm not sure if you went, went there or not, but I didn't realize it had taken that long. That is, that is pretty wild. Um, you have a, you have a quote in the book, by the way, that caught my eye. And I just wanted to know if you could, um, I don't know, tell me your thoughts on this. You said, children are often a wonderful, frustrating reflection of their parents. I read that like three, four times, Wendy, and I and I and I and I kept thinking, huh, I don't know. I, I just what were your thoughts when you wrote that? Well, yeah, you know, um, this chapter is about my son and the time he threw dirt in my face. And it was one of those moments where uh 
you, you see your child and you're so frustrated and you realize that there's just a lot of you and them and the things that they, you know, struggle with, or they probably learn from you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's kind of a funny chapter. Um, but it was a time for me that I just had to like, learn to forgive myself and that I'm not going to be the perfect parent and the kids mm -hmm. are not going to be perfect. They just aren't, they can't be. So hey, well, you don't want them to be the truth of the matter is you don't right. want them to be. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. And then um, another one, I, I mean, it, it was fun going through it and, 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 Honestly, for me, I, you know, I'm biased. Heck, I'm doing the interview. But I was like, these are the chapters that are hitting me. And so those are the ones that I, I kind of went with. But you had a chapter, The Ring, um, where you talk about Josh, who, by the way, for everybody out there, that's uh, Wendy's husband. Mm -hmm. And um, in particular for The Ring, what, what, is it, what does it mean to you, uh, that chapter? Because you, you, you describe, it's not just like somebody says, I love my wedding ring or I love this. That is, I don't know, it feels deeper to me than that. That um, Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I guess, you know, when you are given something that means more than just, say, a ring. Mm -hmm. um, the ring that my my husband gave me was his grandfather's pinky ring. And wow, um, he was this little Chinese man and... Um, this was a time where we were like broke. Like my husband was like, I can't propose to her because I don't have any money for a ring. Like yeah, he was like a soccer coach and he worked at a school in the mornings. Like he was just barely paying his rent. And so he wants to marry me, but he doesn't know what to do. And so his mother is like, I have a ring like, solving <laughs> the problem, you know? And it's yeah. like family heirloom that is like absolutely incredible. This ring is so beautiful and mm -hmm. he can't believe that she would give it to him. And it's like this gift, this gift that you would never expect. And yeah. for him, it was like, okay, I can do, I can ask her now, you know? So it was this, wow. this gift of grace. And, and then when I got it, it was because I love old things. Like yeah, I want like, like you show me something, especially like something like that, like something old that has history that means something that's passed down is like way better than me going to a jewelry store and picking out a ring. So for me, it was like, oh, I can't believe you even trust me with this, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, it was just really special. Yeah, I love that. No one's asked me about the ring chapter yet. So you totally <laughs> threw me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it it also hit me too, because, you know, any, anyone that is married into, you know, the other spot, your spouse's family, that is, it doesn't get better validation than that, that they're welcoming you. You know what I mean? If they're going to, if they're going to say, give her the ring and it's that kind of ring. I mean, you know, you kind of go up on the list with that, you know, right. so that that's pretty cool. Um, oh, by the way, I should show, I haven't even shown the book. By the way, there there is her book, Red Tail Feathers, 
you know, I'm not uh, not doing that so that everybody's like, go buy it, go buy it. But I do want you to see it and just know what I'm referencing. There you go. So that was my bookmark. <laughs> but anyway, um, so at the end of the book, and we, we talked a little bit about this, um, there are these amazing stories of grace, of, of people going through some pretty pretty wild. I mean, it's hard for me to even label it, to be honest with you, because everybody has a very different story, which is true. Um, but were any of those, because uh, you, you had referenced that uh, some of them were actually Little House fans. Do you remember which ones were? Because I literally <laughs> read through them and I was just kind of curious which ones might be the Little House fans. Um. Well, yeah, yeah, but nobody else will really understand. But um, Bill well, they will was when a, they read the book. Okay, so Bill was a Little House fan. Sally was a Little House fan. Elizabeth was a Little House fan. Um, Casey was a Little House fan, but I met her before that. Uh, I spoke at her, her like, um, women's retreat, and so I met her, and then she, wow. I found out her story. I actually asked her if I could tell her story because. I wanted that. And then a few of them are not Little House fans. Um, my sister is in there. She tells her story of sur being a surrogate mom. Mm -hmm. And then also a really good friend, um, Sam, she tells her story, her cancer journey. And so, yeah. Wow. It, I mean, it, it goes the gamut. I mean, literally, I mean, whoever picks up this book and, and reads it, you'll see what I'm saying. I mean, it's not just like, oh, all of these people were cancer victims or all of them were that it's it comes from so many different angles that's why i was kind of curious because i'm like i know little house fans come from every every you know part of society but it was really interesting because i was like these are very diverse you know um so for you looking looking uh forward uh what what do you have coming up as far you know i always i i'll tell you what the way that i end most of my interviews is this um, if you have any kind of charitable cause or anything like that, that you like people to know about that is very special to you. It's not that they give or that they're going to, you know, call in and give or not, but just what's special to you and, um, you know, upcoming appearances or how people can get your book and, you know, all of that. So yeah, if you, if you don't mind. Yes. Well, I will say right now, all of our hearts are very heavy for our beloved Hersha parody who played Alice Garvey on Little House on the Prairie. She um, had a brain tumor. She had surgery and is not doing well. It's mm. actually um, in hospice right now at the hospital. And we have all been raising money for her and her care and her probably soon to be funeral expenses. And so mm. um, that is a cause that is very near and dear to me right now. Um, we are going to be, you know, honoring her um, next weekend in Kentucky, we're doing a Prairies Remember dinner, um, two dinners actually. And it's, we are honoring all the little house members who have left us, who are no longer with us. And so it's going to be super powerful, very, very fun. Um, so that is where my next trip is, is Kentucky and Tennessee. We're going to be on a riverboat cruise doing that. That's the weekend of the 24th through the 20th six or so. Mm -hmm. After that, in um, September, I'm going to be in Oklahoma. We're going to be teaming up with the Pioneer Woman in Pahuska. And oh, um, cool. we're going to be there, which is going to be super fun. Um, that is the 22nd through the 24th of September. 
um, goodness gracious, we're also going to be in Arkansas in wow. November. We're going to be in Illinois in November. We're also going to be in Texas in December. And I'm also doing a um, a fundraiser dinner for Operation Read, which is a nonprofit in Indiana, which is promoting reading and tutoring for low-income kids and their families. And so that's super interesting. They are considering reading my book in their community for their fall book read or something. That's pretty cool. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty busy, pretty busy year. (laughs) And where, where can I, I mean, anyone listening to this, but obviously the little house fans would be very touched by that, but where could they send in, um, you know, you mentioned it earlier that you, you guys are raising money for her, you know, because she may pass and everything. Like that. There Where is can a go- they send it in? Yes, there's a GoFundMe, um, GoFundMe um, account. What would that be? Page. Pledge, page, whatever. Um, if you go to GoFundMe and put in Hersha Parody, you will find it. Yes. So um, that's, that'd be amazing. Um, okay, good. Yeah, because yeah, I will, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be releasing this pretty soon. And, and it, unfortunately, maybe after that, but, y- a- you know, after she passes, but either way, I know that fans would really want to know one way or another. Um, and let's go back uh, to where, where can they uh, go to get your book? They can go anywhere they'd like to get their book. <laughs> get the book. Yeah, um, wherever books are sold, I do also send out signed copies from from my prairie shop on Etsy so if you want a signed copy or come to an event because there's mm-hmm. always copies at the event so yes Amazon Barnes and Noble you go to any little bookstore and ask them to order the book and they can so and by the way you also I know you have your Etsy but you also have your personal website mm-hmm. and what what's the what's what's your wendyluli.com very Perfect. easy <laughs> perfect yeah i like that i was by the way i was really impressed i went and checked out your website I, the layout is so clean simple and and you can just you know spot everything it's just it was really it was really nice yeah you did a nice job on that that is that is a great compliment thank you so much <laughs> yeah sometimes it just gets to be too much but anyway um okay the, the last thing that i would say and then uh and then i'll let you go because you've been just phenomenal is and this is the other one that I do primarily with the Little House fans and, and a lot of times are the Waltons. But what would you say to your fans? Because I guarantee you they'll be listening to this this interview. What would you like to say to them? I would say thank you for your fifty years of watching Little House on the Prairie because because you continue to watch Little House. The legacy of Little House is not going anywhere, and now our new generations of kids and moms and dads that are watching now for the first time. And I can't ask for anything more. I think that Michael Landon would be so proud of what we have continued. And it's all because of you. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree with you. That's so true. I never thought, think about that, but you're right. I think he probably would be like blown away. But uh, anyway, well, Wendy, thanks so much for being on. I mean, it was really fun. I, uh, you know, it's it's so funny when you, you you think baby Grace, and now I'm sitting here talking to you, and I'm like, that's just cool. Look at the effect that this has had. And and um, anyway, but thanks so much for being on. I really really appreciate it. And hopefully, I'll see you at some point at at some event. That'd be awesome. Yes, that'd be great. 
<laughs> All right. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Thanks, thanks so again. much. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming. And uh, please check us out also on youtube.com slash that's classic TV, where you can actually watch and see the celebrities that are on the show. Thanks again. Bye-bye.